Wilson has it. Rams rush five. Wilson slings it right side and dropped. Dropped across the 50 by DK Metcalf. Scott underneath over the top Jalen Ramsey. What a play here by Nick Scott to get his hand right in the line of sight of DK Metcalf so that ball flashes right in his face, hits him in the hands, and he drops it. Welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. Hope you're having a good day, everyone, and thank you for spending part of it with us. Glad you found us. The Rams are coming up on minicamp with three on-field sessions next week, including one at SoFi Stadium on Thursday. That's actually going to be the first time the team will be in front of fans in Inglewood. And then from there, the offseason, as we know it, will be down to one final month or so as the team goes dark for a bit then comes back for training camp in Irvine. So I thought we might take a brief look at the safety position before introducing our next guest, Nick Scott, who was drafted late in 2019 with a reputation as one of the best special teams players in his class. The Rams' first pick that spring was Taylor Rapp. And then a year later in 2020, they also selected Terrell Burgess and Jordan Fuller, both of whom made great first impressions as rookies. All that with the anticipation that John Johnson might play his way into a nice contract with another team. And that's exactly what happened this offseason. So with that quick roster refresh, let's bring in Nick Scott, who played his college football at Penn State and is now entering his third NFL season. First, Nick, thank you for being here. How are things? Things are going well, man. I'm happy to be here. I've been enjoying this offseason and OTAs and enjoying the work. Well, we're going to get to all the football stuff in a moment, but there's another pressing priority going on in your life, as I understand. Are you about to get married? June 26th is a wedding day. I'm getting married in uh, Plainville, Massachusetts, to my beautiful fiance, Holly Johnson. Soon to be Holly Scott. Wonderful. Congratulations. Is that her hometown? Is that where her friends and family are based? That's where her friends and family are based, yes. Okay. So what's it been like planning all that as a professional athlete and really throughout the pandemic? Right. Well, I got a little lucky. I wouldn't say I'm at the forefront of the, uh, the planning. Uh, <laughs> I, I have my say here and there, but uh, mainly just trying to say, say yes when I'm supposed to and no when I'm supposed to. And uh, it, it's going to be a real special day. I'm kind of laissez-faire when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm just looking forward to the marriage uh, and, and the wedding and things like that. So you know, whatever she wants, whatever Holly wants, it is up to her. We're so used to talking about keys to the game. I think those are pretty good keys to the marriage that you <laughs> for just sure, For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's in that little gap that I just described, right? Between right. the offseason program and training camp officially, able to squeeze in a honeymoon as well before returning to California? Gonna try to squeeze in something small. I won't drop any details on y'all just in case she ends up watching. Um, but gonna have a small honeymoon before camp and then kind of go all out right at the conclusion of the season. That's tremendous. So you're kind of planning that portion of the program, it sounds like, a surprise yeah, to him. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Excellent. Before we move on, one Rams teammate you would trust to deliver a toast at your wedding, if necessary? That's a good question. I, I could go a lot. I could go with a lot of people. I would say off the bat, David Long. David Long, he, he's trustworthy performer. Wouldn't say anything outlandish. I, I could kind of, you know, trust him to keep his wits about him the whole day until that point. Um, and then this dude has a tremendous sense of humor. So he would have everybody laughing. So David Long, for sure. I want to get back to David in just a second. But is there anyone you wouldn't trust or wouldn't want on the mic at your wedding? I could probably name even more people for that. <laughs> 
I won't put anybody on blast, but I got I got three people in my head for sure that that I would that I would say no way. <laughs> Let me follow up on on David Long Jr. Then a couple of things actually. Uh, one of his recent tweets caught my attention. I'll quote it, and then you can tell us what he means by this. He said, "Terrell Burgess is a national treasure." Jordan and Nick can attest. Why is Burgess a national treasure? The thing that's so special about TB is I couldn't even do him justice. Like trying to explain that to you, like. He's exactly that. He's just like a national treasure that you can't you can't get a full depiction of him unless you meet him and get to know him. But he's just a a, a funny guy, fun loving, you know, says whatever, says how he feels. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like, what are you talking about? And so he's just all over the place. But we love him to death. Hell of a football player. Um, good guy overall. You and David seem close as well. So let me ask you this. Coming in together as rookies, what are you expecting from him in 2021 if he does get his chance to be a starting corner in this league? I think the first thing that anybody can expect from David because he's been doing it since day one is just dramatic improvement. Um, every chance he gets, um, every offseason, um, any opportunity he's on the field, he he's a guy that's very focused um, knows where he wants to improve and knows what he's good at, uh, which is just as important. So David Long, I've been working with him this offseason and just kind of picking his brain because he's a, a great football one on one guy. Um, so just expect improvement uh, in all areas from David Long. Uh, when he's on the field, he sees himself as a number one corner. Uh, and, and I would say he performs as such. Hmm. There's a, I'm just reminded here and you speak about him, a pretty strong Big Ten component flavor to the back end of this defense, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. For sure. We definitely we we have our Big Ten talks. We have our debates about who's whose team was better and what year. Um, you know, the I'm just happy that we got I got him. I got him one year. We beat the bricks off of Michigan. And then the year after that, they beat the bricks off of us. So well, I think we're one and one against each other. So we, we have our, our debates for sure. Now we got Jordan Fuller in the room too, Ohio State. So we're, we're Big Ten out back in that back end. Uh, Buckeyes has some bragging rights on just about everyone recently. Yeah, we, we try not to get into any debates with him. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you giving us a sense of, of that position group and, and your roster as a whole. Let's talk a little bit more about you individually. And I'll let you kind of call your shot here. I want to talk special teams and also the safety position and defense. Where do you want to go first? Uh, we can go with special teams. That's how I came in. So I'll stay true. All right. Um, well, let me begin with this then, because three special teams coordinators in three NFL seasons and really four and four years, if you want to loop in your last year of college, right. seems like a lot to digest both on defense and special teams. Let's start with Joe D. First impression of your new special teams coordinator. Uh, high energy guy. Real excited about him. Um, you know, ha half the, the battle with coaching is just passion. You know, the one the 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 X's and O's is part of it as well. The ability to teach guys, but um more times than not, guys just want to see that you're as passionate uh about what you're coaching as we are as playing it. Um so first impressions with him is a guy that's real excited to to get on the field, be hands-on, and, and also celebrate us when we have those highs and be ready to teach and correct when we have lows, if we have lows. How much variation is there in styles and approaches? I, I like what you said there about the passion being kind of the most prominent piece, but as you go system to system or even design to design, does it really fluctuate or do most kind of preach the same philosophies? Uh, there are some differences here and there um, with schemes, especially as it, as it pertains to punt uh, things that you can scheme up a little bit more. 
uh, but nothing too different. You know, at the end of the day, you know, one of the reasons why special teams is, is so fun, at least from my perspective, is after the ball is snapped, after that first 1.5 seconds, 2.5 seconds, you're just running around trying to hit the ball, find people to block, things like that. So it's kind of freelance. But, um, you know, there, there's some importance to the schematics for sure. Um, and Joe D does an excellent job of making sure we're on that and then, you know, preparing us to just play after that. What's your favorite role on special teams? Is it protecting Johnny Hecker or something else? Uh, I would say my favorite role is, although I do love Johnny Hecker and keeping him healthy, I would say kickoff for sure. Because um, you you literally just to, you get to flip a switch um, and it's just see ball, get ball after that. All right, let's get right to the uh, crux of the matter. I want you to fill in this blank for me if you can. The Rams special teams in 2020 were? Slow to warm up. Okay, so you feel like maybe you got to where you wanted to be or at least closer? Yeah, I, I would say table? I would say one thing I was proud of the unit as a whole, the coaching staff, everything is uh, we knew the areas where we needed to improve and, and we tried to attack those areas each week. Okay, so let's go there next then. What is it going to take to return to really that top tier of the kicking game in the NFL where we're so used to the Rams being? Uh, I would say just intentionality. Uh, I know last year – uh, we did have some injuries that kind of put guys in, in new spots, uh, especially at the linebacker position uh, where linebackers, you know, kind of make up a core of a special teams unit. So we had guys who had to, um, you know, play more snaps than maybe expected or less snaps than expected. Um, so just that kind of rotation, um, just just you could see that there was a little bit of effect there. But the the guys that did have to step up, I think, did a tremendous job of of preparing each week and, and trying to put themselves in in the best position. Um, but yeah, you know, last year we weren't one of the top uh, kicking teams in the kicking game. So it's definitely an area where we need to improve in order for a team to be successful. Um, you know, one thing I, one thing I would always say to the guys and that I truly felt was we want to be in a position where we're helping our team win. We don't want the team winning in spite of us. Um, so just kind of having that motivation to, to put our fingerprint, our stamp, and have an impact on the game in a positive way uh, week to week is, is our goal. Nick, you're, you're talking like a coach here. I mean, I can literally <laughs> see it in your future. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I got coaching in my future. I won't close that door completely, but I don't know if that's my forte. Well, if nothing else, I can see why they like you as a coach on the field. And going back to your draft class, I was reminded this April, like it seemed like there was an intentionality of design with a lot of their day three picks, especially mm -hmm. about where these guys were going to fit in in that third phase. And one that comes to mind would be Jacob Harris. I know it's early and you're just kind of going through your initial um, install, but when the team says that he's one of the top special teams players in the class, can you give us a scouting report on what makes him a potential addition to those units? Yeah, I would say the the first the thing that I would look at the most is just uh, effort and intention. You know, guys who who uh, do well on special teams do well in all facets of the game just because of their effort. Um, so seeing him out on the field, you know, watching him go through drills, you, you look for guys that are intentional uh, and, and that are fighting the urge to just go through the motions, especially in a time like OTA. So um, I can definitely see you know, why he would be considered one of the best special teams players in the class. Uh, and I hope that he just, you know, stays true to who he is, showing that effort, and the rest will take care of itself. I promise some defense uh, coming up in just a moment, but I do want to ask, what has to happen for a fake to be successful in the kicking game? Can you break down the components of a successful conversion on fourth down? 
say everybody has to be on the same page. It's got to be great communication uh, and understanding of what looks you're looking for in order to uh, to execute that fake and effort and, and, and guys who who want to get that first down. You know, no play is perfect. Sometimes it's going to take a little extra second holding that block or uh, extra leg drive, getting that extra yard. How many do you have ready to activate, like going into a Sunday? I can't tell. I can't tell you uh, based off of where we are in OTAs, but you know, that's something that, that we're looking forward to. I know Johnny is an excellent weapon, um, you know, depending on who we have uh, at the PP gunner or wing, that could be potential weapons too. Uh, so we'll just have to see right now. We're just making sure we can keep Johnny healthy. Sure. Yeah. Well, I go back to 2019 in Atlanta and your first career NFL reception was on a, I think, 23 yard fake from Johnny and that win over the Falcons. Uh, Johnny Hecker comes up into more of a quarterback shotgun position. He does take the snap. He's going to throw right side and complete first down 40 yard line down the right sideline, the 30. And it is a first down Rams with Nick Scott, the rookie special teams ace on a completion from Johnny Hecker. Does that go down as your favorite NFL play so far? Or was it like that wild card pass breakup in Seattle last January? What's top of mind for you? I, I would say personally that that's one of my my top. Um, I, I would say Seattle is is probably a little bit further than that because I kind of rank my, my plays based off of how much impact they had on the team and, and our success. But it's definitely up there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I get to say I have some receiving yards in the NFL, which I have no business having. Uh, so it, it's definitely a, a little bit of my claim to fame. Well, you talked about impact that you have on the game. How about impact that you have on the play? Who is the hardest hitting Ram on the roster? The hardest hitting Ram on the roster? Because I think you're on the short list. I, I would definitely say I am. Troy Reader, though. Troy, Troy Reader, he can hit. Micah Kaiser can hit. Flo can hit. So it's a lot. It's a lot of guys who who kind of have that that screw loose. I I I tend to think that I'm I'm good at turning the switch off and, and uh, just not caring what happens at the end of the contact. You just got to stick your head in there. So I would say my number one would be Troy Reader. Maybe I'm biased because he was a Penn State guy. I was gonna say he started yeah. in Happy Valley too. I know he wanted to go play with his brother later in his career, but it carried through to the league, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. All right, so let's transition a little bit, and let me ask uh, this question. How do you divide your time and your focus between special teams and all those responsibilities and trying to earn a starting role, really, at your position on defense as well? Is that pulling double duty, you know, Monday through Saturday? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say it's pulling double duty. It's just kind of a, a understanding of just my role. Um, it's not extra work or anything like that because this is what I'm paid to do. Um, I don't look at it as taxing or, you know, anything like that, just because uh, I see it as essential uh, for my career and, and for the success of the Rams. So um, whatever it takes in terms of preparation to make sure I'm good on special teams and then uh, be ready to rotate in on defense and, and with no drop off, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Anyone that you look to as a model for that kind of blueprint for professional success? either coming through high school or college or even now that you've arrived in the NFL? Uh, yeah, for sure. I would say um, Dante Dion for sure. Um, he's been in the league for a long time. Uh, a lot of people forget just how long he's been in the league. I think this is year seven for him. So he just knows the ins and outs of what it takes to compete and, and stay on an NFL roster um, from studying to 
to uh, performance on the field and anything like that. So he's definitely a, a vet. You, I could also say uh, Jalen Ramsey, same situation, been in the league a, wrong, a long time. We're the same age, but he's he's done this for um, you know a couple more a couple more years than I have. So guys like that, uh, really any vet in the locker room, we got a great team and a great atmosphere. Um, most guys, if, if you come to them with questions or, or anything like that, they're more than happy to help. When I think about the success, Nick, that last year's defense had, so much of it, I think, was shaped around your back-end structures and the way your safeties played, the way you are able to mix and match and, and create some opportunities. And I would include, obviously, Jalen Ramsey in that group uh, as just an invaluable piece at the star. Right. Um, but looking ahead to this year now, losing John Johnson and leaving you and Rapp and Burgess and Fuller, as well as some undrafted candidates, First, what's the challenge in replacing what JJ meant to this defense, doing everything, including wearing the green dot last year? Uh, I think it's definitely that. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Um, but I think we have the the right guys in the room to answer the bell. Not not, um, And we also have a great coach in, in Coach E. You know, one of the reasons why we were so successful, you know, no matter who was in there is because we had a coach who was making sure uh, all of us were prepared to to fill that role. You know, a lot of that is on us, but he was providing us with the tools, the communication and everything like that in order to be successful. Um, so I don't see any drop off, to be honest. Um, lo- losing JJ, although he was a great player and great communicator, you know, the standard of the Rams is, you know, if you're on the field, you're a starter and you should hold yourself as such. So I- I'm not worried about anybody's preparation or anything like that. You know, Jordan T-Rap, myself, um, Terrell, Jr., Juju, whoever's on that field, I, I'm fully confident that they're going to be out there and making plays and, and communicating and getting the, the defense in a position to be successful. And as you rattle off those names, like I'm struck by the various skill sets in that safety room, right? And how they potentially fit together. What's your perspective on that? I, I just, I like you said, I, everybody has different skill sets and, um, you know, everybody's extremely good on honing in on their skill sets. You know, I think no matter what the position is, in order for you to be successful in the league, you have to know what you're good at and keep doing what you're good at well. And as long as you do that, you'll be successful. Um, so I can't I can't even pinpoint everybody's, you know, different skill set. You know, I know it's there. You know, T-Rap, you talk about him as a, a great short area quickness and tackler. You know, Jordan Fuller's got crazy range and knows the defense inside and out. Um, so as long as those guys just focus on, you know, what it is that they need to do, do their part to make the team successful, we'll be all right. And like you said, is Coach E the continuity that keeps it all comfortable and familiar? Because just like we spoke about on special teams, here you are with yet another defensive coordinator in Raheem right, Morris. Right, right. No, yeah, Coach E does a great job, um, you know, just making sure we're prepared. Like I said, um, he's a great coach. He knows the scheme inside and out. Uh, he's a guy you can come to with questions about the scheme or questions about, you know, offensive scheme. You know, he he just knows his stuff. And same thing with Cooley, who who's the uh, the defensive backs assistant. They they both know their stuff. Um, and so any questions we have for them, they're they're more than ready to answer and help us out to be successful. I know you played a few snaps on defense as a rookie, but much more opportunity a year ago in 2020. How do you feel you perform? Like, have you spent some of this offseason looking back at your cutups and and nitpicking here and there? And what do you feel like is ahead of you still? Uh, I think I just can get a little bit better in, you know, ball one on one, you know, just 
preparing myself for what the offense is doing, not necessarily just thinking about my responsibility and where I have to be on the field, but I feel like the next step is progressing to, all right, I already know where I have to be. Let me start thinking about the looks I'm getting, uh, what this team likes to do in certain formations, we can, which can help me, you know, play faster. Oh, that sounds awesome. Well, thank you, Nick, for spending some of your time with us your afternoon. It's great getting to know you a little bit. I wonder, do you think you will ever be as nervous on the field as you will be at the altar this summer? No, I was already I was already the most nervous I've ever been in my life when I was proposing. So uh, I imagine I'll be just as nervous or a little bit more nervous during during the wedding. So wish wish me luck. <laughs> I, I certainly do. I wish you uh, many wonderful years of partnership ahead with your great fiance. Um, I hope it's it's special. I hope it's just so memorable. And I can't wait to see you again at training camp as a married man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And for more Rams podcasts, we invite you to subscribe to Rams Iconic with DeMarco Farr. And of course, Serena Morales has Ramblin' every week as well. We also invite you to join us at SoFi Stadium this season. Please visit therams.com slash tickets, therams.com slash tickets. As always, our thanks to Adam Ronstein, Joria Hirsch, Travis Langer, and to Nick Scott. I'm JB, and this is Rams Reveal. Rams Reveal.